my dad made me the executor of his will. Upon his passing, am I automatically the executor? No, you are not. You ultimately need the official paperwork from the court. What has to happen before that? Well, the court has to look at the original will. They have to verify information. They need to receive a petition. The petition is the application. Hey, I'd like to be the executor based on the will. And the court reviews. The court makes a decision. The court ultimately issues letters testamentary. That's the official paperwork from the court. Then and only then do you become the executor. Don't make the mistake of accessing a bank account or trying to uh, spend the money. It's not good. It's not allowed. It's inappropriate. Only work with the official court documents. The client came to me to probate a will. Client only had a copy of the will. We could not locate an original will. So instead we're doing an administration of the estate. The copy of the will cannot be probated. So the proceeding is that a beneficiary under the will is asking for me to be examined under oath because the assertion is from this person is that I have the original will. I was not the attorney draftsman. I never had the original will. My client never had the original will. So I guess there'll be questions like, do you have the original will? I'll say no. Have you ever had the original will? I'll say no. Did you draft the will? I'll say no. Did there come a time that you ever had possession of the will? I'll say no. Maybe be a little bit more than that, but there's an awful lot I don't know. I don't know where the original will is. So that's the type of proceeding. It makes sense to uh, to ask. And uh, really, right? Because someone could potentially get a will that they're not a beneficiary under and rip it up, destroy it. Committing a fraud, it's a crime, right? they destroying someone else's will. But maybe, you know, the, uh, the adult child doesn't want to have uh, the stepmother receive anything or... Maybe the half-sibling. I can envision a few terrible scenarios, but in this instance, I never had the original will. I had a surrogate's court conference today. The surrogate's court is still utilizing the Teams system. Looks very much like a Zoom. You're on screen. Uh, attorneys were present. Clients were present. And the content of the conversation this was an administration proceeding. An administration proceeding is where there's no original will. But there is a copy of a will that all sides have. The issue is, where is the original? Could be that the original was uh, lost, misplaced, destroyed, um, gotten rid of, by the person that prepared the will. Now, in this, and that's a scenario that takes place all the time, right? Consideration. If you have a copy, what do you do? Um, can you probate a copy of a will? 
Well, only really under very limited circumstances, fire, flood, things like that. Otherwise, the law says there is a presumption, if you don't have the original, that the will was um, discarded, thrown out, destroyed. This particular will is like, um, how, how old is it? It's like 30 years old. So there's a lot of time between the creation of the will until now when the, the decedent passed away and the will was lost in time. But part of this conversation was, let's go back to the attorney draftsman and that person has since passed away. But when that person's uh, passed away or retired, was the office taken over by someone else? Were the records and files taken over by another attorney? Was the will ever filed in court? So those are some of the, the questions that we have. I was presented with a situation today. Um, it was by a colleague that was confronted with a situation, uh, a friend of a friend, and asked me for advice. I figured I would answer here publicly. I did give my friend the information. <laughs> so I didn't say, tune in tonight. <laughs> I did think that it would be uh, a good question. Uh, the scenario is a person had been divorced with children and then they remarried. This person remarried has been remarried for five years and just passed away no will. Could this be a case of unintentional disinheritance? Well, partially. When you have a blended family, when you have a second marriage, you really do need a will or an estate plan so that you can protect uh, the legacy, the financial assets of the family, have money go the way you want it to, to uh, protect your children from a prior marriage. In this instance, because there is no will, and they owned a property and had some money in the bank, the spouse will receive uh, an, under the laws of intestacy. So there'll be an administration administration proceeding, the spouse, the surviving spouse, will receive the first $50,000 and 50% of the balance. So if there was a bank account with $51,000, the surviving spouse would take 50000 of it, and the remaining 1000 plus any additional funds and the property would be uh, subject to this 50% uh, additional uh, intestate share for the surviving spouse. The children would receive the balance. 50% between children and spouse, with the spouse also getting the first 50,000. So mathematically, if the scenario was different, and I'll go back to my $51,000 bank account. If the $51,000 bank account 
was the total estate value the spouse would receive, take, be entitled to the first 50,000 and the next 1,000 of the 51 would be split 50-50. So in that scenario, the spouse would receive $50,500 and the children would split $500. So if there were five children, they each get $100. And that's why you need a will. And if you need a will, please reach out to me. I was preparing a couple of wills today for different clients and as part of the uh, drafting process, but I wanted to give you a couple of takeaways from both of them. So I have a parent, uh, a single parent um, with two children. I don't know how much I want to share. <laughs> a single parent with two children. And the parent has uh, some money and uh, two pieces of property. During, during the life, this person's life, um, this parent had given some money and some assistance to one of the children. And the way this parent wants to make up for it is that I'm going to use 123 Main Street. You get, you get what that means, right? So the way we have orchestrated the will and it is a will now. Right now, there is no plan in place, no estate plan in place. And we at least need a plan because this parent would like to um, make even some of the money that had previously been given to the other child, to one of the two children. So the property in question, the way we're going to take care of it is the property located at 123 Main Street will go to my child, A. Everything else that I have will be divided equally between A and B. Now, if you don't want, if, if you don't need to, if you don't need to, how am I saying this? A will is required when you want to leave things unevenly, not equally. So this person, um, a, uh, a widowed parent, has two adult children. If this parent did not want to leave assets unevenly, there may not be a need for a will. Upon the death of this person, any assets could be uh, bequeathed to the children by the laws of intestacy, things will be split evenly. The will, I mean, the trust is even better, but the parent wanted to do this now, just in case a trust doesn't ever get drafted or consented to or agreed to. Still thinking about it. But at the very least, this last will and testament will preserve the asset for one specific child, making up for lifetime of gifts to the other child, and that's how we resolve it. Okay. I got lost in thought along the way, but I think you guys <laughs> I think it's understandable.
I received notification today that uh, we were put on alert that my office and a client of mine uh, is going to receive a motion to compel, a petition to compel the production of an original will. We don't have it. We don't have the will. We don't have the original will anyway. The circumstances are that a client came to my office with a copy of a will. They did not have an original will and they asked if we could probate it. The circumstances led us to make the professional opinion that we could not probate the copy of the will in this instance. So we are putting forth an administration. An administration is an analogous legal proceeding, legal situation in the surrogate's court where you are administering the assets of a deceased person and you don't have a will, that there is no will. One of the family members that believes that they're in a better position financially to inherit under the will rather than without the will has asked that we, more than asked, they're seeking to have us compelled to produce the original will. That's what we wanted to do in the first place, but we don't have it. We were only provided a copy and our client only has a copy of the will. We don't know where the original will is. When an original will cannot be produced, the presumption is that the original will was destroyed. Not by the holder of the copy, but by the person, right, the drafter of the will, the, uh, not the well, not the drafter, the, um, the actual um, person that is making the will, right? So uh, in this instance, it's the decedent. But the person that made the will, the presumption is that they were dissatisfied with the will at some point and ripped it up, destroyed it, threw it out, and that the copies just remained. So I'll let you know how this goes, but we do not have an original to file. Please keep your will in a safe location. In a corollary, today I, uh, I over, oversaw the uh, signing of an original will. Right, so the signing of a will. Once you sign it, it's original. But the client asked, what should I do with this will? Then we had a conversation about what to do with the will and how to safeguard it. And if you need that conversation, please reach out to me. I received the question, can a will give a life estate to a property? So the answer is yes. I'll explain a little bit more. A life estate is where one person is given the uh, um, the authority, the permission to live in a property for all of their life. And then upon their death, the property will go somewhere else. 
the actual way to create a life estate is through a deed. Say, for example, that I am the owner of a property and I want, um, who should I use? I want my adult child to be able to remain in the home after my death for all of their life. I can, in present day, change the deed. Huh. I'll give a different example. I own a property outright. And I want to stay in the property all of my life. And then upon my death, give it to my adult child. So I would recreate, I would create a new deed with the name of the person that I want to get the property. And in the deed, I would put, I would reserve for myself a life estate. I had confused myself. That's one way to create a life estate. It's on the deed, the presently existing deed. And the person that resides in the home keeps the life estate. And then the property transfers to the next person upon the death of the person that has the life estate. The question was, I am on a deed. I own the property. No one has a life estate. Can I, in my will, say upon my death, I want this next person to have a life estate. And then after that person passes away, I want the property to go to someone else. Yes, it is possible. So in that example, I use letters, I guess, uh, X and Y. So this would be the will of Frank Bruno. That's me. And I would say, upon my death, I give to X the ability to stay in the property located at 123 Street. I permit X to remain there for all of their life or for as long as they choose, X chooses. And then upon the death of X, I want the property to go to Y. That is completely possible. I talked myself in and out of a situation on this video, but it is possible. It can be done. I have done it. And in writing, it looks very smooth. If you would like me to write something for you, a will, a trust, an estate plan, a guardianship petition, a new deed, my office can do it. We can do it together. Stay safe and be well. Frank Bruno Law .com.